Hello, heroes and heroines, sidekicks and supervillains, and welcome back to yet another episode of Panel Pictures, a podcast about comic books and comic book movies. I am your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the human incarnation of Larflees, or at least the closest thing to what we'll get here in this universe, Cody McKinney. Cody, how you doing, bud? Mm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm You're doing just, pretty good? I'm just sitting here thinking about the end of the world. Good, good, good. So we figured we would do another episode of Trailer Talk. Um, we like these episodes because they're a little bit less structured. They just let us talk uh, about anything. They let us, you know, the, the overload. It's casual. Yeah, casual. It's casual Friday here. Um, but I figured, you know, let's do another Trailer Talk because we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Things that we're not going to talk about in great detail. We've got like Brightburn coming up, uh, which is going to be pretty good, hopefully. Uh, the MCU is just now done with its phase three, four? No, it's three. Three? Okay. We're done with phase three now, so we're entering uh, the end of that, and you know, hopefully we'll get some cool stuff later down the road. Theoretically, or at least if, if it were me, yeah. phase four would be fantastic for Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, you, you cheeky mother trucker. Uh, and then, you know, we've got like Rise of Skywalker coming out and things like that, which we can talk about later down the road when we get a better trailer for that. But for today, I figured we could talk about a few different properties, one of them being the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah. So I know you're excited about this, Cody, and we've actually touched about, we've talked about it a little bit. We touched on it, I should say, uh, a couple episodes back. I Initial reactions? Well, like when we first talked about it, we didn't yeah. have a trailer. Like now That's true. Trailer, That's so true. Now. We only had the screenshots of, of him getting hit by a car and, you and stuff. Just, you didn't care. You were just like, I don't I, know, I, don't I know. still don't care, to be 100% honest. I'm, I'm going to get you. Oh, I, look, look. I'm going to go see this with you. I I'm <laughs> going like it or not. I'm going in with an open mind. I'm hoping to enjoy it. I'm not I'm not one of those folks that see something that I don't necessarily like and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go watch that. You yeah. know. Do you know how stressful my life is? Very. I would love to go see a movie a week if I could. I would love to go even if it's the shittiest movie on the planet, I would love to go see a movie more often than I, than I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm literally about the only reason you go to movies now. Right, right. You know, or because my wife and I managed to get a day off together. Yeah. You know, which is once every blue moon, but we're here. We're here to talk about. Let's start with the walking. Uh, the walking phoenix. The, the, the walking phoenix. The walking phoenix. Let's start with walking phoenix. <laughs> Let's talk with. We'll start with the Joker movie here. So, my initial reaction to this, it definitely took a turn that I wasn't a hundred percent predicting. It was about maybe sixty percent what I thought it was going to be. I. I'm in this weird state of I'm excited for it because I'm excited to see something different. But at the same time, I couldn't care less about this because I, I didn't want this. Yeah. Um, right. Like, this is not for you. Exactly. Exactly. So that being said, I'm not mad it's happening. I'm not mad that they're making it. I'm not even upset that we don't really have a Batman in this movie for the most part. I just want this movie to be good. I want Warner Brothers in DC to make good things. To make good things. And, you know... If we had gone back in time and some guy from the future was like, yo, Zach, out of all these DC movies, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are going to be the only two that you're really going to like. And Shazam. Shazam's uh, good. Yeah, we just I, haven't, I haven't seen Shazam. We haven't Shazam seen yet. it, but we know, I'm pretty we, sure, we know it's good. I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. But you know, if someone had came up and been like, those are the three that you're going to like, I would have been like, 
Get the hell away from me. You don't know me, future man with your future shoes that lace themselves. What's with that beard? Yeah. I don't have a beard. Yeah, I don't have a beard. I yeah, look that, terrible with a beard. Yes, yeah, that's true. I would have said that in college. I look terrible with a beard. Now I'm like, I need this. I need this to survive. I need this beard so people will quit thinking I'm 12. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it's amazing to me that a Joker movie with zero Batman in it has has gotten my attention, has gotten my interest. Yeah, and I, I think the trailer is honestly what does that. Like I was I was hooked when I saw the first screenshots, honestly, but I was not. I could not care less. I was like, this is stupid and we did not need this. Yeah. Which I like you you've had like an eternal bad taste in your mouth for these things since Justice League. Fair well, I mean Aquaman I had a really fun time with. Uh, and Wonder Woman, I had a really fun. Oh, yeah, time but with. like, I mean, in terms of perception, because we we went into Aquaman like, ooh, this might be bad. We didn't uh, fair. know it was going to be good. Fair. Like, and Wonder Woman just seemed like it was going to be good because of the hype around it. I think I think they knew if they screwed up Wonder Woman, there was going to be nothing left for them. Yeah. So I think that's why they they you know put all their effort into making Wonder Woman such a great movie. But okay, so. Let's talk about this for a little bit. So it's a movie where average Joe Blow, I forget his name when he's a civilian. I forget the Joker's name. I don't remember. I, I forget. Like, I'm like... I'm so used to the, the, the comedian with the red hood falling into the vat of yeah, crap, pulling it off. Jack and, White. Like, was that his name? Jack yeah, White? I'm pretty sure Jack White. Okay. Because like, that's, what they, that's what the Jack Nicholson one is. Okay. Is Jack White. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Like, I think that's what they ended up like, okay. adopting. Okay. But yeah, anyway. that's I mean, that's the fun part about being a, a comic fan is, you know, you can you can choose to dedicate all your brain space to memorizing facts about useless people and knowledge like that. Or you could just live your life. Exactly. Right. Uh, there's, so there's, there's fine line. so, yeah, we're not we're not comic historians here, despite the fact that we run a comic book podcast. We're just you know, we're, we're fans like you guys. But anyway, so we've got this this angle where he's got like a wife at home who's obviously sick right he's bathing her and things like that oh, wait that's not, i don't i didn't think it was fine i thought it was his mom is it his mom pretty sure it's his mom like or at least i don't know though it's not really established it's not i'm pretty sure it's so, his like, wife i thought it was his mom because he's talking about his mom during that scene so like that's why i i assumed it was his mom, i figure but... he's a grown-ass man and she looks to be the same age as him yeah, roughly. you're probably right like it probably is his wife but like i did not take that in my brain i like well if you remember the original comic version yeah, like... right like she, i think she dies in childbirth doesn't she i uh, know the mobsters kill her do they yeah the mobsters he makes uh makes a deal with oh man i'm remembering some bits wrong about this i'm pretty sure well of course like... it's been retold in the that's all. Well, like, that's the beauty of it. Like, that's really it. Like, he's not supposed to have a definite backstory. That's like, fair. Every time it's supposed to be different because he doesn't know. Like, that's he does very not fair. know. Like, because like that's one of the reasons that he's my like the Joker is probably my favorite comic book character ever is because like the Joker at a certain point just becomes a force of nature. He's not man. He's not like like he, he's almost not human. To a certain degree, like he's just like he just exists in like this weird, not ethereal place, but he's more of an idea than anything else. Like even if the Joker is dead, like you could have another person come back, be the Joker and like be taken over by that's true. Like, that darkness. That's true. And that goes the same goes for Batman, too. Right. Batman can be someone that can just take on the mantle. Right. And so someone can just take the mantle of Joker as well, um, which does add to their appeal. 
so regardless if that's his wife or mom or whoever, right, we've, we've got this guy, he's caring, he's trying his best at home to make ends meet and things like that. He's got a deadbeat job. Uh, is he holding a sign? He's not flipping a sign around. He's just well, no, me. he's like, well, he's, do, he's doing the typical, like, come look at the thing. We're over yeah. here doing clown things. Right. And then some douchebag right. kid just run up. So wait. Like, it's not for a store. It's like for clowns. Cause I, I, cause I do know, like I did notice in a room he was in, there was like other people dressing up to be clowns. Yeah. And stuff like, like I that. assume it's a circus. I don't know that for a uh, It didn't seem like a circus though. It seemed like a business. Like, I don't know. Like he was like a clown. I don't know. Like, a, like the clown equivalent of a wacky inflatable waving arm tube man being no, like, like I, come here and get 50% off your couches. And I think it's a, I think it's like a clown related something. Like, maybe it, like it may be a place that's got a clown mascot, but yeah. like in like some of the test footage and stuff, like, see, I, I've watched a lot more than you have. Yes, you have. So like in the test footage, like there's a scene of him like walking away from like this. Well, it's, all right, so it's Joaquin Phoenix like busting out of a door with like a suitcase in his hand, and he's got like he's smoking a cigarette, and then yeah. like a clown like starts walk like you know clown shooing his way behind him, <laughs> and like they're having a, yeah they're ha- they're having a conversation, and it looks like it's Joaquin Phoenix being like I'm done with this nonsense, like I don't want part of this clown crap anymore, like I'm out, I'm gone, I'm done. Fair. Anyway, so it's a dude with a deadbeat job. Yeah. Uh, life is hard to him, and he's having a hard time living in society. Now he's just kind of breaking down slowly but surely. Yeah, you know, I mean, more like, and more bad shit keeps happening to him. People are breaking the sign over his face. Yeah, like, dude, I, that just, that's, that's a good scene. That's it's a good scene. such a good scene. That's a good shot, just, too, yeah. Just some dick-ass kids who just take the sign. And, they're just, and he's got to chase them because it's his job. Yeah. He's just like, I need my sign back. And yeah. then, like... They just, like, They're just like, boom! Yeah, they ambush him in, a, in an alley with the, and break the sign. Like. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got that. I think what this trailer might could have used, though, is a... Well, I don't know. I, okay, so hear me out. I think the trailer could have used maybe a trigger point, something to show like why he starts making these changes other than the fact that life is just being rough. Yeah, but because that's... just because life is rough doesn't mean everyone becomes the Joker. Well, no, but like I think it, it shows like... All right, so I mean, this has always been my like ever since like Killing Joke and everything else. This right. has been my like logic for the Joker is that like anybody could become the Joker, or anybody could become Batman, just depending on the like the lot in life you've gotten. It just depends on how strong of a person you are and how you want to handle your life more than anything else. I mean, like you know, there's people who snap every single day, but they don't. Not everybody has the like the flair for the, the uh, theatrical to put on clown makeup when they snap. They just they just snap. No, that's fair. That's I'll give you that. But I like, just you um, know, from the background of this dude. Yeah. Like if say it is a circus or like a clown college or it's obviously clown related in some way. So like you know this idea of of clown is in his in his brain. Mm-hmm. So like if his identity is clown and his identity turns like dark, then his like that's still going to be clown. Like. You know, a large portion of my identity is the color orange. If I were to turn crazy, like, orange would still be involved. Fair, fair. I just wish that it was a little bit more clear as to why he decides to go the the path that he's going down. Other than the fact that, oh, life is just rough. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, we'll... And, yeah, and I'm sure they'll, they'll address that in the movie, right? It's just, for me... Someone who's not invested, right? Because I think I'm I'm the closest representation out of the two of us that we can get to your average Joe Blow just going in there. Yeah. 
he's like, okay, it's it's another comic book movie. Yeah, I guess I'll go. That kind of thing. I think I'm I'm writing that line between you know comic book fan wanting to go and average you know movie goer like this movie didn't come out until like october so like that we'll get another couple of trailers you think yeah i think we'll get at least two more trailers maybe maybe but i just i just think there's something a little bit more concrete would have helped uh for me to be more interested in this movie that being said even though i don't want it even though i think the concept on paper doesn't sound that good to me this looks like it'll be a pretty solid movie i am actually pretty excited to see this because I it's not that I'm tired of the the generic superhero formula because Lord knows you can change that up a different a million different ways I mean we just saw Endgame right and that was the most comic booky comic book movie of all yeah, time I mean like you you don't get much more comic book than that movie. and it was still good yeah. you know it just you, took three hours you can I don't care man you know, I will pay money to feel things at this point. You know, <laughs> Ooh, that's we're getting dark territory there. I'm no, I'm I'm serious though. Like you know, that that's that's the thing about entertainment media. Like we absorb so much at this point, right? Uh, you know, whether it be through our phone or a computer or whatever, right? And we, you listening to this podcast right now, you know, you're probably walking, you know, to work or school or you're driving or something like that, right? And we're part of that. And so to to have an emotional reaction to whatever it is that you're viewing or listening to or whatever i think is special nowadays because there's so much out there yeah I get going so to even though i'm not getting the same kind of response with uh joker that i did with endgame right i'm getting a i'm getting a response of curiosity i'm getting a response of i want to see how this plays out yeah and i think that's important because other movies other superhero movies like ant-man's a good example ant-man even though i'm, I'm big into heist movies and i like heists and things like that ant-man i saw the trailer for and i was like I'll go see it because it's a superhero movie and I'm sure that it won't be awful. And my expectations were met pretty much exactly. I'm not in love with Ant-Man, but I think it's a fun, solid movie. But at the same time, you know, when I started, when we start thinking about it, you can't, you can't have movies like that at back to back to back to back to back, right? You need something that is going to instill a really strong response out of you. And so that's what I'm hoping that this Joker movie does. And maybe will make us look at society and how we are and how awful we are to each other. The fact that you, there was that meme going around with, with the Joker. It was like 1920 or was it 1940s or 50s. It was like, how to make the Joker? Put him to a vat of acid. And it's like 2019, how to make the Joker? Work week. Yeah, put him, put him into society. So I, I hope that this will kind of instill that response out of us. The fact that we're going away from the the spectacle of superhero and comic book stories and we're going into the meat and the almost the soul of comic book writing. Yeah, and um, like there, all right. I think there's a lot of people, like there, there's subsects of people who want to see this movie. There's a group of people who are who are just like it's a comic book movie. I see all comic movies. I'll just go see it because I'm gonna. That's the thing I do. Then Which I think, is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a like another portion that's just like, well, it's the Joker, and I like Batman, and maybe Batman will be in this movie. I don't know. He wasn't in the trailer, but I'm gonna go see it anyway because maybe Batman shows up. That's gonna be worth it for me. I just want to see Batman. Like, I think it would be cool if Batman did make a a slight yeah, appearance. Yeah, like in this movie. I guarantee there's some people who are just gonna go see this just for the potential that there will be Batman. In I mean, that's why people have watched five seasons of Gotham exactly. just so they can see Batman in one episode at the very end. Exactly. So I mean, there's that. Then there's the uh, like the another subset who are like me who are just Joker fan. Like, I don't want to say Joker fanboys, but I mean, that's like a, 
That's fine though. I mean, you can be. I, there's Darth Vader fanboys. There's Skeletor fanboys. I mean, it's okay to be a fanboy of a villain. Villains make compelling and good stories. And I'm a Boba Fett fanboy. Fair. And the other subset, and this is the scary subset, like the subset where I'm like, I don't know if this movie should have been made, is like that dark internet subset of people. Like, and we'll get to that when we get to the next thing we're going to talk about after this. But like, fair. Like, there's that group that, you know, that group of people, that, like, the, the people who post like, we live in a society memes and yeah. things like that. Who are, dude, I, you know, I hate, I kind of hate that you're right about that. I I hope nothing does come from this. If you remember that guy that shot up that theater, he had the Joker hair and everything. Yeah, I mean, like, man, that's a that's a scary thing to think about too. Oof, 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 oof. I'm because like I that's that's the beauty and mystique of this character. Like I was saying, like it's I honestly do. I think the Joker is a force of nature. Like not even just the character itself, but like the idea of the Joker. Like it's always been like through human mythology. Like you know, like. Uh, Loki or uh, crap like even like like I coyotes and jackals and things like that like there's always been like yeah. or uh, tricksters like foxes like, like Tingu like, like yeah, you know yeah, there's yeah. always been like spirits that are just like we are not good we're not evil we're just like chaotic like we're just right. gonna push you in directions that you that we think you might need to go like right. you know like no i i agree i think that is the strong point of the joker and i think that's definitely the strong point of this movie is that he it's you know taking a line from um christian bale's uh oh, yeah you know, is, is the madness line no uh, well i was gonna say do i look like i got i'm a guy that has a plan oh no i was thinking of like madness is like gravity all it takes is a little push i mean that too yeah (laughs) that's one thing i'm glad i haven't seen as much of is that people are like oh he'll never be as good as uh the dark knight joker yeah because that's all i heard about when when suicide when suicide squad came out right when suicide squad came out that's all I heard about was Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, well, like, that, that was because it was so, like, it was so weird, and, like, everybody was like, this just looks dumb. But, like... And I, he's coming back in the Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, and I think the reason that this doesn't Fuck get me. that reaction yeah. is because it looks right. Like, he does not look exactly like the Joker, but he looks close enough, he's menacing, mm-hmm. he's calm, he's collected, like... Like he's the like he's the Joker everybody wants. Fair. Just like you know, there's there's always spectrums of this character. Like from like Caesar Romero with the ooh goofy kooky, I'm gonna be over here with my props and things. <laughs> Not shave my mustache. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you get the the Jack Nicholson Joker, yeah. which is a a gangster, but he's also a gangster with like the like a flair for the dramatic. He's gonna yeah. throw a parade and throw money, and the money's gonna be poisoned, and like you yeah. know, it's all sorts of. Of Goofy, and then like Heath Ledger takes it to like the place that I'm afraid of, where it's just like, where I, like I really do hope this movie doesn't inspire anything like that. I, because I mean, Lord knows we we have enough dark influence out in the world now, and I don't want this movie to be a tool for evil, you know, for yeah, for, right, for terrible it. actions, right? And I hope that this movie doesn't get used as a tool for those kinds of actions and then we start seeing almost almost akin to like violence with video games that argument. Yeah. I hope that we don't start seeing an argument for, you know, psychos that may have liked the Joker movie all of a sudden, you know, doing whatever it is that they do. Um I don't want to describe those kind of acts, but I hope we don't have uh, a future argument you know, where people try to make correlations between that. Because I think we should be allowed to tell dark stories 
without fear of inspiring people to do dark things. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of we don't know what's good and what's light and great in the world without knowing what is dark and what is bad in this world, right? Because yeah. without the knowledge of what that is, we don't know what the opposite is. Exactly. Uh, man, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this movie can just be a movie and we don't have any awful experiences. Because speaking of all the, the Christian Bale, uh, Heath Ledger Batman movies, you know, my mother at the time didn't want me to go see the last one. Oh, because of because the, of everything the, that had happened. Yeah, well, you know, and uh, my wife's mom didn't want us to go see it, right? And we went in a big group, and remember that was uh, uh no, you weren't with us that time, but no, but that was before I came along. That's true. That's like, true. That it was prior like, to me that meeting was like you. Two thousand ten. Right, right. That was prior to me meeting you. Or no, that was right after Shaolin. I think. I think it was after I came back from Shaolin Temple. No, I'm pretty sure Dark Knight Rises came out in two thousand ten. Did it? Or not 2010, 2012, sorry. Like, it was right after... Yeah, so after that, was I, after, that was after Shaolin Temple. Yeah, that was right after I got out of the high school. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. your first semester. No, your, that was probably your second semester of college. 2012? Been, I think so. No, that's three years into college, man. I started in 09. Oh, yeah. I always, I always forget you're so much older than me. Because yeah. like, it never feels like it. <laughs> right. But I'm pretty sure it's 2012. But regardless, uh, I hate that we have to feel that way sometimes yes. with, with certain movies and characters and things like that. And I think when you and I went to go see Hellboy... I bumped into two different police officers, right? Yeah. And it's not that I don't want security at a, at a movie theater with things being the way that they are, right? I just hate that potentially... It's necessary. I hate that the Joker has become like a, a conduit for that kind of behavior, where that crazy-ass dude had his hair dyed like the Joker and all that stuff. Well, like that... It wasn't even green, though. It was red, but, like, it's beside well, the point. He, well, like, he was yeah. saying that was his influence or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, he was claiming that, like, that he, that was, like, wh- why he did what he did. Exactly. Because he wanted to be, like, that, like... Agent of chaos or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, so... And, like, and that's the thing. Like, it really does. It can take over a person if they let it, like... If they let it in. Sure. And that's the worst part about it. Sure. And I don't mean to get dark, folks. I'm sorry, but I think it's important for us to address real world issues that do occur, you know, cross crossover here with our media. Yeah. I um, mean, like I, that, that was, I just being honest, like that was one of my biggest fears with like end game. Like so many people were in so many places at once. That's true. And like anytime that happens now, like in, in the world we live in, I'm just like, Ooh, this could turn out bad. That's like, very, very true. I, I, I don't like, I, I almost consciously avoid crowds like that now, like just because, like you never know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think Endgame hope, uh, inspired enough of us to be heroes, though, and yeah. to be to be good. But let's go ahead and move on to the next topic here. So you wanted to talk about the HBO trailer for the Watchmen series. Yeah, and I'm like, I did just came out. I think yesterday, day before yesterday, something like that, mm-hmm. and like. It's got me really excited because I didn't know what we were going to get. And we honestly still don't know what we're going to get because the trailer didn't tell you. It's very vague. It's very vague. But I came out confused after watching that trailer. Like there's there's some cool imagery in it. It lets me piece the story together in my brain. And that's what I always like with a trailer is like if the trailer makes me like engage myself to be like, all right, I think I know where they're going. And they either subvert me, then I'm like, all right, well, you didn't go the way I wanted and as long as you don't do like Iron Man 3 did and tell me I'm getting something and then don't give it to me. <laughs> like, I'm happy. Right, right. I get you. I get you. Okay, so let me let me go ahead and explain my thoughts about Watchmen in general first before yeah. we dive into this. So it was around high school. I think I read the graphic novel first and then watched the movie, or I might have done it vice versa. But it, either way, they were right on the tail ends of each other, right? And I don't think I've read it cover to cover since. 
Uh, I might've picked it up off my bookshelf there and kind of flipped through certain scenes and things like that. But Watchmen has been very impactful to the point where I don't feel like I need to relive those moments. Yeah. Like it's, it's a story that sticks with you. Right. Right. That being said, I have not touched any of the expanded Watchmen, anything. Uh, when we had, and this was when I was working down at the comic book store downtown, when we had all those extended uh, Watchmen stories, you know, you had the the Rorschach miniseries, the Night Owl miniseries, Comedian. the Minutemen, the Comedian mini- yeah. miniseries. I didn't touch any of those. I have still to this day not read any of those. Uh, partially because I was so sick of looking at them because yeah. that was, uh, you know, everyone and their brother was hunting for all these different issues of them. We had them up front. That was the first thing I would see when I'd walk into the store and that kind of thing. But the other part of me just kind of felt like it was not needed. I feel like Watchmen is a complete encapsulated story. And I feel like it does enough world building and background character development and things like that, that it doesn't need expansion. Yeah. You know, now that being said, I'm not against any kind of expanding stories or, you know, new media attached to it or anything like that. I'm not against that at all. I'm just saying for me personally, we're in a society where that likes to stretch things paper thin at this point. You know, we like to have a bunch of sequels to things. We're always pulling the taffy. Exactly. You know, the fact that we have like, what, 12 Medea movies or some shit like that. (laughs) You know, like, okay, Medea was funny the first one or two or different times, right? Nine Fast and the Furious movies. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, the fact that Transformers has had to reboot itself because people got tired after five awful, well, four awful movies, yeah. you know. I am at the point now where I enjoy a, you know, short encapsulated experience that starts and ends. I'm okay with a little bit of sequel bait. Um, uh, you know, I, I feel like a lot of stories have open end and open endings to them. But Watchmen just always felt like it was just good the way it is. This is another property, another series rather, that I'm not really excited to see. I mean, I'll, I'll go watch Watchmen. I will find a way to, to figure it You'll out. you watch the Watchmen? I will watch the Watchmen, right? But I, I'm i not going to really, like, I'm not going to stay up or, or you know, count down the hours. It's not going to be Game of Thrones for you. Well, I mean, even Game of Thrones I'm not caught up on. So, you know, I just, yeah, I, there's nothing. I, again, I like short encapsulated experiences right yeah that being said though this looks interesting it looks like it's really heavy on the world building and the and the lore crafting so i'm excited i don't know what the hell's going on in this trailer but it looks like it's gonna be pretty good cody what are you what are you thinking about this though i mean i've got a lot like i've got a lot of like theories around just hit them with me because i have little to contribute Uh, you we watched that trailer together just about an hour ago maybe maybe an hour and a half and you were like wasn't that cool and i'm like i have no idea what the fuck i just watched what was i supposed to like and i think that's because a lot of the time you just take things like i don't want to say it like in a derogatory way but i think you take things face value a little bit more like you don't think quite as deeply about it as a lot of people do you're just like, well, that was a thing. I saw it. And then like, but that's because you like your brain goes other places. Though. Well, I think uh, let me, let me preface why I do that because you, you're correct in that, ma- in that manner. Uh, Star Wars is a really good example. When people look at Star Wars trailers, we want to start theory crafting and all that stuff. Right. I don't do that because I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. If I come up with a really good idea yeah, and then and it's not fair. that right. I also don't want to have an idea in my head of this is how I think, or it should, or you know, it could yeah. go right, and then that not happen, and then the whoever made it, you know, all the all the actors and the directors and producers and writers and stuff like that, they worked really hard on this story, and it didn't hit home with me because I walked in going, "This is how it should go." Yeah, and like, 
I like to come in with a blank slate and then go, okay, tell me the story first. Yeah, you don't you don't let yourself ruin the movie for yourself. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, go ahead. So, all right. So, I mean, like, it's it's only about an, a minute and thirty second trailer or something like that. It's it's pretty short. It's a lot though for a minute. Yeah. So like, I the biggest imagery you get from the very beginning is like them being in that like little like back conference room type. It looks kind of. It almost looks like a church. Like I don't know if it, like, looks like the basement to a church maybe. Yeah, something like that. Like it's just a bunch of people meeting to have like like shady little back room type things. They're like they're like a weird social group. And now that I haven't seen the trailer and my brain is missing, I don't remember what the uh, their little tagline was, but it's something like. Like we're we're everybody, we're nobody, we're invisible, something like that. Yeah, like yeah. something to that effect, which is to me the immediate thing that like it's just a bunch of people in Rorschach masks, and the 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 immediate thing that came to my mind was like, oh, it's anonymous. Like it's like it's a bunch of people who feel disenfranchised and don't like the world and everything else. So we're all gonna, but we've also got to live our lives and have day jobs and everything else. So we're all gonna get together in these little tiny rooms. We're gonna put on Guy Fox masks. And we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna troll people and we're gonna shut down the gonna, internet. Yeah, we're gonna be a nuisance to society at large. Right. And like I think that's what this that group kind of is because like it seems like they're they've taken they've taken Rorschach up as like cause I, in the original graphic novel like Rorschach is like kind of a radical like anarchist kind of like the world's evil and I'm going to be evil to the world because the world was evil to me type like anti-hero because he's not a good guy like Rorschach is a bad person I mean that's debatable for me because when you think about the scene about the guy who murdered the little girls and stuff like that that's justice oh yeah it, it is justice but like at the same time like all right if you look at the other like the other members of like the Watchmen team, like Rorschach is Rorschach is doing his like what he's doing for good, but like he's doing it in like the most brutal, hardcore justice possible. Like I don't remember exactly how he kills the dude in the graphic novel, but I, like in the movie, he just takes a meat cleaver to the dude's head. Right. I think he, I think he feeds him to his own dogs in the he graphic does. novel. That's yeah, what he was. does. I was like. You know, so I mean, like, it's like, I'm not going to kill you quick. I'm going to kill you, like, in the most, like, just evil fashion possible. Same with, like, the people in the prison. It's the whole, I'm not locked in here with you, you're locked in here with me right. type thought process. Right, 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 right. And when they go after Ozymandias, it's, he's just going to stop him. Like, he don't care how he has to stop him or anything else. Like That's fair. I mean, I guess the... the it's the execution of his actions that make him a bad person yeah. rather than the reasoning. I could, I could see why you would say then, you know, Rorschach would be quote unquote a bad person. You know, cause Night Owl is never going in with the, uh, the intent to hurt people or at least the way I look at it. He's yeah. going to stop crime, right? but he's going to do it through. He's like, the, he's the, the archetype of a superhero. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the paint by numbers, you know, very, uh, common style superhero. No, I understand. I get that completely. Uh, so it does make it interesting that, okay, so your first theory was that perhaps these folks got the journal or got a hold of like a copy of the journal or the story of the yeah, journal like, from Rorschach. Yeah, because like he drops off the journal before they go to Antarctica. To Right. And so then your theory was that you think the entire graphic novel is kind of notes and a retelling of the story through Rorschach's journal. Correct. And so then therefore they would know 
what he had done to the the guy who had killed the kids and things like that, right? So it's interesting that they would idolize and then make a hero out of someone like Rorschach who would do such dark things like, you know, getting in awful prison fights and and killing people and feeding them to their dogs and things like that. Uh, So it is interesting. It's a very interesting angle. And it does make me wonder, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the whole like anonymous uh, free thinkers group that is going to take justice into their own hands because that is very much like Rorschach himself. You know, yeah, the, it's the like, idea we don't like the world and the world doesn't like us, right? And we're going to change it. No matter the ideas what. are full of justice and uh, maybe revenge or something like that, right? But the ac- executions and the actions are inherently evil. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. Can you answer me one question about this trailer? Some of the folks might have watched this trailer already, or maybe they're going to pa- put it on pause here and, and watch it. What's up with the dudes in the yellow? Like, Do you, do right, you have a theory see, about like, that? I do have a theory about Okay, that. okay. Tell so, me about that. I think that, that is like a military police like unit type thing, and they've taken the opposite spectrum of the watchmen because they they adopted the yellow because the watchmen their whole thing kind of was yeah i mean silk specter was the only one who was actually yellow but like you know like i think that did they have an actual logo in their world they've got the well they don't use the button do they the the smiley that's just the no, comedian like no. I, they may have just kept that because yellow imagery is like associated with Watchmen. Maybe that may just be a creative choice by the. Uh, well, there was the the Jolly Roger flag in yellow, and wasn't there like a pre Watchmen story or that there was a comic story about pirates and things like that? And could be like who knows? I'm I'm like you. I didn't read all the uh, all the. There's there's Watchmen like there's stuff. an extra there's an extra story because like there's comics or something in the Watchmen universe about pirates. Yeah, but. I, yeah. Like anyway, I feel like they're a, a militaristic style police force. Like that's that's how I look. They they look well trained. They're all in uniforms. They've all got the yellow masks. But like I think the the mask is there to dehumanize them. Like Absolutely. Cuz you know, that's the that's the thought process with like th- SWAT teams and everything else. That's why they wear helmets. That's right. why like that's why state troopers wear sunglasses. Like you like it's to disconnect you from the humanity of the person. Right. Who is theoretically oppressing you which i mean you know these that could be the issue like that well that's like, what lo- these guys look like they're doing is oppressing people yeah like the, it's a right-wing police force that's tr- like fascistically trying to oppress a group of people mm-hmm. and then like this like far left see that's a weird thing though i want to say far left because that's uh, how my brain works with anonymous and everything else mm-hmm. but i mean rorschach is a far right character right so you know, I, I think I think it's a little too early to put political yeah. uh, identities on these on these groups and on these characters for sure. I, I can see why you would group the the yellow cop folks with the far right though, and and fascism and things like that. I can I can understand why you'd make that connection, but we don't know that for sure, yeah. right? Uh, for all we know, they could be the most liberal people on the planet, <laughs> you know. But that being said, so there's okay, so there's the Rorschach group. There was the the cops in the yellow. I'm trying to think what else that was big going on. You, oh, there's a gentleman with a reflective mask. Yeah, and I, th- I think that is like the leader of the, uh, of the Rorschach people. I don't know that for certain. I just think that, like, you know, because he seems like he's the the cult of personality type. Like, I'm gonna make crazy YouTube videos and get all these people on board and tell <laughs> like, them to, comment, subscribe, or die. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell them to dress up like Rorschach, and then we gotta rise. We gotta tell the gamers to rise up and. <laughs> 
Hey gamers, it's your boy Silver Mask. Let's get up and do some anarchy today. Smash that like button. Thank yeah, I you. Mean, like, I, dude, dude, if he's a social media influencer, I'm gonna laugh at you so. That's hard. a that's a good question, actually. Do you know? So you said this movie takes place 30? 34 years. So like, so I, where does that put us, actually? I think it would be current day because I think the uh, I think the original Watchmen is. 80, I think it's 85. I don't know that for certain. Oh, well, let's do a quick fact check here. Yeah. Like, I know it's mid 80s because, like, you know, that, like, they, uh, like the ending thing of Watchmen is like the, like the RR, yep, which is 85. To, yes, which is supposed to be Ronald Reagan. But I like, will be it's, damned. It's yeah. Robert Redford. In okay. The, so, yeah. So we could have social media and, and smartphones and things like that in yeah. this rendition. Okay. Interesting. And like, I think that's how they're, they're spreading their message more than anything else is using the power of social media and influence and everything like that to get people like into these marginalized groups. I really like, I think that they're going to like, cause that's what Watchmen is to a certain degree is like social commentary and everything else. So I think this is going to be another situation of like modern day social commentary. I, they even show like the two faced logic of the whole thing. Cause I assume that guy at the very end is a sheriff. Like he looks like a sheriff to me. Oh, right, right, right. right and yeah. you know, like, like what are y'all talking about over there? It's like, Oh, nothing. Just the end of the world. And then tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Like, so like, you know, he's, like working from to me, it would be him working from the inside of the other like fascistic group or the yellow face group to like tear them apart from the inside type thing. Like I'm, I've read a lot into it more than <laughs> there should be, and I'm probably more than like, most humans do. I'm yeah. probably way off, but like I, I've like as a person who like has like a full like Rorschach getup. That's like, true. That's true. I, I forgot was, you had that costume. Yeah, when yeah. I when I opened up when I started that trailer and I saw a room full of Rorschachs, I was like, oh, it's my people. <laughs> Probably not the people I want to be associated with, but my people nonetheless. Yeah. Same uh, way the Joker people are my people. I I like weird subversive characters as I, we I mean, that's fine. Uh you know, I've everyone's got their hero. Uh surely you've heard the story about evil Ernie guy from the comic book store. I don't think so. No. Evil Ernie is like this weird comic book character. I want to say from the late 80s to the mid 90s. He represents everything that's like rock and roll and trailer park and like (laughs) all those tropes, you know, put together. And I was working the comic book store one day and, you know, we've got this huge backlog of like Valiant comics and things like that. Comics that were overprinted from the 90s and the 80s. This guy goes in the back of the store. He's this little short dude and shorter than me, if you can imagine. And he's like, y'all got evil Ernie. <laughs> and and I'm like, I'm sorry, evil Ernie. And he's like, yeah, evil Ernie. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know what evil Ernie is. I'm sorry. Is that a, is that an independent comic or is that from like the nineties perhaps? Cause that's, I was just yeah. spitballing, you know, I didn't even know about Throwing it. Throwing right? signs at the wall. To yeah. See stuck. So yeah, exactly. And he goes, y'all don't know about evil Ernie. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't, I'm sorry. So he manages to find uh, some some evil Ernie comics, right? And he finds like the number one evil Ernie or something like that. And he's like, "You got number one evil Ernie?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess we do." And he goes, "Must be a fake." And I'm like, <laughs> and "Must I'm, be a fake." And I'm like, "I'm like, I'm sorry, what?" And he goes, "I've never found evil Ernie number one. This is probably a fake, ain't it?" And I was like, "Probably not. I don't think anyone would go out of their way to fake evil Ernie." <laughs> and he goes. Eh, I don't think I'm going to buy this. I'll catch y'all later. Just <sighs> runs out. And I was like, why? 
Why? Why do I get blessed with these humans? Yep. So uh, if you all want a small taste of what it's like to work in a comic book store, that's your typical type of customer right there that'll waste your time for about 20, 25 minutes and then walk out and not buy anything. For evil Ernie. For evil Ernie. Sorry, that just got, that got me going there. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. It's going to be interesting to, to see this. It's going to be interesting to see an expansion on the Watchmen universe nonetheless. I just, uh, I need more before I make any kind of beforehand judgments about how I'm going to feel about this. Because other other than what I see in the trailer, I'm confused as shit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know and, if I like this or and not. And it's just yet. a teaser. Like, it is. That's no... true. That's true. It is just a teaser. It's a lot, though, for the, yeah, the minute I mean... and a half that it is. So we'll see, I guess. Cody. Yeah, now, now, now I've got I've got through my two. You yeah. get your one. Let's talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. Because I'm excited as shit about this movie. I mean, I'm super excited, too. I... Holy crap. So, when they told me that Mysterio was possibly the villain in this movie about a year and a half, two years ago, right? I didn't know if I'd be okay with that because, you know, we, we've, we've got Spider-Man already pretty well established in the MCU. A lot of our villains are not as hokey in the MCU. Yeah. And Mysterio, at his core... The hokeyest of hokey. He's not quite the hokeyest he's, of hokey. He's not green. He's not hobgoblin hokey. Hey man, Hobgoblin's nothing to mess with. That guy kills. No, Mysterio is is a as a hack from Hollywood that decided that he would rob some banks and scare some people with some smoke and mirrors. That's why in that that one video game, Spider Man: Shattered Dimensions, Spider Man doesn't take him seriously until he gets that tablet, and then he gets powers where his illusions become real. You know, that was yeah. the only way you could make Mysterio a threatening character was by making his powers of illusion much more real than they actually were. But anyway, I heard we were getting Mysterio for a movie and I was kind of nervous, right? And then I watched this trailer, Cody. Not this trailer, but the first trailer. When we first saw him, uh, you were excited from the jump. That's true. That's true. But I was I was still nervous, though. I was still nervous because from that first trailer, I was like, they, they could still screw this up. Yeah. They could still. I don't know. So then we saw this newest trailer then. My first thought was a it showed way too damn much. So I'm thinking I'm think I'm I, I watched Kevin Smith talk about the trailer a little bit and I'm yeah. on board with him. He thinks the director is misdirecting us, yeah, kind of lying. Like, and I'm in a direction to... Yes, and I'm hoping that's the case for part of this. But we get Spider-Man, he, he's he, you know, this is post Endgame. Oh. Uh let's say this really quick. You haven't watched Endgame. Uh, you might want to go ahead and turn this podcast off. Go watch Endgame. What are you doing? Why are you listening to That's us and fair. not watching Endgame? If if like if you found this and you're listening to this and you haven't seen Endgame, go watch Endgame. Yeah. We'll be here. Go ahead, pause. Okay, that was great, right? That was like the fucking best movie ever. Okay, cool. Now we're gonna talk about another movie. So you know, this is post Endgame. This is this is Peter Parker accepting that Tony Stark is dead. And having to fill in some really big shoes, they're they're literally like, you have to be the next Iron Man. He's like, I have to be the next Iron He's Man. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 really interesting in that aspect because maybe Tom Holland will become the 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 new Robert Downey Jr. He might become the next Iron Man. We might see more Spider Man stuff. Yeah, I mean, like even uh, like Sony might realize that they they need to hand some more stuff over yeah. to Marvel or I mean I think they've given themselves a small contingency plan here to where if for some odd reason Sony decided they didn't want to play ball anymore and they just like no we want Spider-Man back like they could be like all right well fine Tom Holland's gonna be Iron Man now and like he's just gonna shed his spider skin that's true that's true so, like, like, he could do that he could but uh nonetheless super excited for this movie Mysterio looks so good he looks right he looks right like, he looks powerful he's actually mysterious he's really green 
very very green with the huge purple cloak uh you know sometimes when they when they convert these characters into mcu versions you have to give some kind of liberty like okay how do we make this character look realistic and things like that they've done really really well at keeping his comic book form I would say like 80%, 90% accurate. Yeah, like the only way they could make it better is if his suit was a little bit larger and his head was even bigger. <laughs> I, well, I, I disagree. I think the portions are, are the proportions are fine. Uh, I think the weird kind of gold trim sometimes takes away from like his, his green suit. But when I think about it again now, that's actually, uh, I think it's almost cooler that way with the like the, the armorish looking suit versus like the, the fishnet yeah, because I mean, like it looks like it looks like it is capable of going toe to toe with like the Iron Spider suit. Yes, like, the, he looks like a dude who knows what he's doing. He, sure. he looks professional. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> if yeah, you, if you can ever use the words professional and Mysterio in the sentence. <laughs> but but yeah, so we get this trailer, and it already I think has revealed way too much for me because we're talking about the multiverse. Yeah, we're talking about Mysterio. We see Molten Man and Hydro Man. We've got Nick Fury coming back in and playing a bigger role, right? Bitch, you've been to space. Bitch, you've been to space. You know, uh, I, w- I wish that had been left out of the trailer. If I'm 100%. Would've, that would have been a good line. That would have been a good line to just, yeah. yeah that, might, that line probably won't even be in the movie. Like, yeah, with our, yeah, with our luck. So there's a lot in this movie that, again, I, I or in this trailer, rather, that I wish had been kind of kept under wraps. Because I like to I like to go into a movie and not know the whole story, you know? I like the, the, the twists and turns and the subplots and things like that. And the fact that we've got this movie where they're like, Hey Spidey, you're gonna work with this guy named Mysterio who says he says from he's from the multiverse or whatever. I'm like, Oh, I wish you had left that part out, you know? Yeah. I, I, I do because that would have been really, really cool for you and I to sit in the movie theater and, you know, Nick Fury's like, You gotta come with me. They go in the basement of some place, and then boom, there's Mysterio, and you and I both are like, "What the fuck is he doing here?" Yeah. So I think that would have been really cool. But I digress. Despite that, this movie looks great. It's it. The shots are dynamic. That it's great spider action. I'm not sold on the camouflage suit, or at least I wasn't. But now seeing it move around and him running up that wall like that, and then flipping off and everything. Uh, the stealth suit, not the camouflage suit. Yeah, my bad. like the one that looks like the Spider-Man Noir suit. Right, right, right. Uh, it looks great in in live action. This movie is looking to be better than Homecoming, and that's a lot coming from me because I love the shit out of yeah. Homecoming. That movie, that was the movie when you and I walked out. You were like, I can't believe they took the Vulture and made him a character I a cared good, about. a good villain because. If I'm being honest, the Vulture is my least favorite Spider-Man villain because it's the dumbest prospect in the world to Just me. Just an old man with a jetpack. Old thief. He doesn't have even have a jetpack. He has a he has a wingsuit. Okay, fair. That he can glide on, and so he's an old acrobatic, you know, thief. And he's all like, "Ma, I have a wingsuit, Spider-Man. I stole all these diamonds." <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> my favorite version of the vulture is the noir version because in that one he is like a freaky bird man that ate Uncle Benjamin. Uh, you know, so that I, that's the only version of the the vulture prior to Homecoming that I was like, oh, well, okay, you know. But yeah, with this with Mysterio, we've taken a cheesy villain, we've made him really cool looking, we've made the prospect of him being in our universe really really cool, saying he's from another dimension, which I think he's being a con artist from. I think there is a multiverse. But I think that Mysterio somehow accessed that information, you know, being a, a Hollywood tech type, yeah. right? And decided that he was going to become a hero instead, almost like Incredibles. Yeah. 
like I, I think I think we do have a potential for it to be a very syndrome style, right? Duty. Right, which I'm okay with. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, I, I, if this is going to be like Incredibles, I'm going to hate this." Shove off, shove yeah. off with that because Incredible we, A, we don't want you because A, Incredibles is great, okay, and then B, this is different enough from Incredibles for it to not be a copy paste job. Yeah, you know, so just just you know, go go away with that. But the, God, I can't, I can't. I'm so excited for this movie. Every time I see a trailer or I see like a little advertisement for like a Funko Pop for you know this movie or something like that, I get jitters, man. I'm I'm so ready for this movie to come on out and it's a still like a month and a week i think or somewhere there yeah, about. like five weeks i think something like that for us so you know it's it's oh man i'm getting i'm getting jittery about this that being said this is said to be kind of like the the epilogue to endgame yeah like this is, this the, is the last thing of the phase three that we're like, getting and like it's also supposed to set you up for phase, phase four. four and i guess that's why the like the mention of the multiverse is in right. there for you to be like oh okay so this is how we get the fox properties right 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 so that being said how do you feel ending on this movie versus ending with endgame i mean i'm okay with it because i like an epilogue like I've always been the type of uh, of person with the media that I like to watch, uh, which is like oh, it used to be a lot of anime. It's not a lot anymore because anime is long and I don't have a lot of time. Right, but, right. I mean, back in the day, I liked a story to get like to give me like the penultimate episode, like with the climax. Like I want shit to happen in like the second to last episode. Everything's cool. Then give me one more episode that might have a time jump or something like that to get everybody. Like, I just like, I like a resolution to everybody's stories. Fair, like, I want to know what happened to everybody. I want to know all my characters I like are okay. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like stories where, all right, like I'll use a, I'll use a tangential example. Like when you, uh, like the end of Dragon Ball Z, like the, the original end of Dragon Ball Z before GT was a thing. And like spoilers for a t- nearly 20 year old ending now. Well, 30. Okay, close, like twenty for us, thirty for Japan. Yeah, you know, because we did, we got like Dragon Ball like Fair. nearly ten years Fair. after it was. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But um, you know, like at the at the very end, like Goku's just like, well, I'm done with Earth, and he just like pieces out, and everybody's like, what? Like it's just like the most like weird like Toriyama e like ending you it could is. possibly get. It is, yeah. And then like GT comes around and is like, turns out I wasn't done with Earth, <laughs> and now I'm a kid again. <laughs> I lied. Sorry. Yeah, and then like with uh, with Super, you don't ever get that ending. You just get like almost immediately post Super Boo, like Fair. like now there's even more bad guys and there's planets and universes and you're like what? Right, no, no, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. So no, I I agree. I think this will be a good kind of cap to the whole thing. I I've heard stories that this is going to be technically part of what is now known as the Infinity Gauntlet saga. Yeah. And so I think that will bring us to what, 23 movies? It, it would be 23 movies, but I honestly, if we're like looking at it from that perspective, I feel like this movie is almost like an after dinner mint for something else. Like, I don't, I will, I will always cap the Infinity Saga at in game, and then like this movie will probably exist, and then whatever movie comes after it, I'll think of as the first phase four movie. Well, that's how you're supposed to. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, I, I won't I don't I won't group this into those twenty two movies. Uh, I think I will just because it does tie in so much. And with, once we see it, like I yeah. might change my mind. Right, but. right, right, right. So yeah, I just uh, man, this movie, it's it's got me going. I, I'm I'm getting that Spidey fever all over again. 
I've been I've been reading more stories. I've been reading Symbiote Spider Man, which is really good. I've been flipping through all my classic Spidey PDFs and reading through those again. I'm very very excited. I'm glad that we can get these kind of exciting and and heartfelt stories uh, from comic books. You know, people are saying now that Endgame has been done, right? And now that we we've all seen Endgame, uh, we'll never be able to capture that magic again. And that is probably true. We'll probably never be able to capture the magic of a 10-year saga going on again, right? But I think movies like this, at least if the trailer's any indication of what we're getting here, I think movies like this are still going to be able to help us feel and help us get excited about things again, get excited about life, and experience really intriguing and fun and overall just entertaining stories. And I think that's one thing that people have overlooked when we get into the whole medium about comic book films. Because yeah, we're, we're oversaturated with shit. I'll be the first to agree with that, right? I mean, you and I were literally just talking about the Disney seven-year plan <laughs> that's going on now, right? Yeah. They've got like Avatar 2 planned out and all and like I think Mulan's coming out next year more which I Star Wars. Yeah, more Star Wars, which again, I'm fine with um, because we're getting the last of the Skywalker saga this year. So I'm ready for some new stories. I'm ready for new characters that I want to enjoy and things yeah. like that, right? But, you know, that doesn't mean I don't watch other movies. That doesn't mean I don't experience life and things like that just because I love these movies and just because there's a bunch of them and they make a bunch of money. Just because we are oversaturated doesn't mean that these are bad stories and this is a bad media and that these are you should feel bad if you enjoy these kinds of films right because i'm starting to see after endgame people are like well i don't care anymore so one person was like i am officially retired from marvel movies now i'm not gonna watch anymore well see i mean like and some people are entitled to that like that thought process you know because there's a certain all right i'll use anime again because i'm a weeb trash um <laughs> i haven't watched Boruto or Boruto or Boruto. however you say it like because I don't need that in my life. Like Naruto could like pretty much kind of can end where Naruto ended. And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. Now maybe once Boruto goes all the way through and it's not like, I think they're on like episode hundred now or some such not like they, they they're cranking that shit out. Wow. quick. Wow. But, um, I don't, I just, I just don't have time. Like I don't have time to sit down and invest in everybody's kids and everything else. Cause like, <laughs> The whole time I'm doing, like, they they did the thing that you don't want to do, which is, if you're gonna, like, alright, so the Boo Saga in Dragon Ball is great, because Goku's not in it. Like, Goku is gone Fair. for most of that. Fair. And then, like, he comes back to, like, Last re- minute, day six Machina, it. yeah. Like, and I think Naruto has that problem, because Naruto is not gone. Sasuke is not gone. Like... The way I look at it, if some shit starts happening, you got your boy here who's going <laughs> to come in and solve everything. Fair, fair. Like, I, mean, I, I still just, I don't know, even if you don't have the time to invest in all these things, right? I don't think that you should crap on the medium, crap on the way of storytelling, and subsequently crap on the people that enjoy all these things, right? Because... It's like I said, you know, I will pay to feel enjoyment, right? Yeah, I will I pay mean, to feel something. And I'll watch the same review you did with uh, with Kevin. And like his, like, I think he says something to that, like that effect in the, in his review where he's just like, he's like, I'll just pay to feel like, a, like a kid again or feel, like pay to feel like <laughs> we're, we're going to get depressed here for a second, but like just pay, pay to feel anything like that Fair. isn't like and, and frustration. Right. And so that's why. 
that's why I'm, I'm still excited to do these trailer talks. That's why I'm still excited to talk about all these things with you and, and see where all these directions go, good or bad. I mean, you and I just got done recording about Hellboy, and that was a rough time, yeah. you know, but I, it was still fun. It was still fun to go see a bad movie and then trash talk it, you yeah. know. It was, it, it, it was exciting. It was entertaining. And, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff going on right now. and they're, 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 I mean, there's a lot of serious issues that need our attention and everything. But at the same time, I don't think it's fair to give up on this style of storytelling and and the the source material just because we've had a bunch of it yeah and i'm i'm 100 confident that they are not going to let us down because they like they've taken us this far right and like i mean it's so easy for them to do what people would want if you or at least you want my opinion like it's because there's going to be a, there's going to be moments like and i don't know what they're going to be but, like, there'll be things where, like, if a portal opens and Wolverine falls out of it, I will lose my mind. <laughs> or, like, if if the Guardians are flying through space looking for Gamora and, like, the Silver Surfer just, like, flies past them, I'll be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'll just lose my mind. Like, oh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of potential, man. We've got the Nova movie rumors going around now. Uh, Thor is, you know, supposedly signed on, or excuse me, Chris Hemsworth is signed on for Thor four or as Guardians of the Galaxy or yeah. whatever. Supposedly, you know, there's uh, there's still Adam Warlock to deal with in Guardians of the Galaxy two that could happen. Yeah, I mean, like you've got like, and I think this like the Phase four thing is supposed to be more like rumor space centric is what they've been saying. Yeah, I mean, I'd believe it. I'd believe it if they did some Galactus. Or yeah, I mean, like, like, and that. I think that's I think that's what you do. Like, you make it like. You go into like a cosmicy, spacey shenanigans realm because we've like established that like, and you know they've got a uh, Eternals. Yes. And like that's yeah, like, Eternals is coming out pretty quickly actually. And that's like Thanos's siblings or something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. But that's supposed to be supposedly filming this August. You know, so I mean, there's that. Like, and if it's all in space, like logically, I, and I hate like I'm doing that thing you hate to do, but like my brain says, all right, well, our big bad for Phase Four will be Galactus. We'll solve that. And like, I mean, that's fine if you want a theory craft. That's okay. And you know, like if you're gonna keep with the space theme, yeah. like the uh, the Fantastic Four get their powers from space. Right. So I mean, exactly. like, there's that too. So you could throw that nonsense in there, and that gives you somebody yeah. on Earth. And like, then there's like a five year gap in the middle of Fantastic Four. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, because we got like you didn't catch that, okay? Oh no, I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, like, you're just ignoring I, me yeah, and my, my terrible yeah, reference. I'm, okay, I'm, okay, I'm okay, okay. It because that movie's <laughs> terrible, and I don't want to ever think about its existence. I like you know, uh, you know, someone's gonna want us to review that. Eventually. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. I haven't actually watched it. I like those first two movies. Okay, they're not bad. Yeah, they're, they're okay. They're not great. But they're they're okay. not bad. They're that, okay. That one's just bad. Yeah, like, it's, fair. <laughs> like fair, fair, fair. when a dude walks through a through a door and comes out the other side of the door with a beard that he didn't have when he walked through the door. Yep. <laughs> mm, that's uh, that's, that's fair. Good that's storytelling fair. right there. Anyway, at the end of the day, I'm excited. I'm excited of all the different prospects we got going on here. I'm excited for you know more things coming up. We've we've got like Runaway season three coming on. Even though Netflix uh, is supposedly having all the Defender stuff pulled, we still have Jessica Jones season three supposedly coming out sometime soon. Uh, you know Disney Plus has got Loki and uh, Sam and Bucky, um, WandaVision and things like that. So um, maybe a Hawkeye series. Maybe. Yeah, right. We don't really know. But um, like, I. We had this conversation. I've got, you know, Titans is supposed to be pretty good. We got Swamp Thing coming up. Yeah, exactly. Which got, which got cut for 
episodes. It was originally going to be like 14 or something like that, and it's only 10. But like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, like the thing about it, um, we already had this conversation once, but like I really think it's foolish of Marvel if they don't use these ca- like use their their defenders properties again. I th- I just think it's throwing away money to never use Punisher again, to never use Daredevil again. I mean, Luke yeah. Ca- Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. You can you could probably get away with never using it again. Oh, I don't like, know about that. People love Luke Cage. I, they do. I love, love I love Luke I, Cage. Like, I, but did you love him before the? The series, like, yeah, because I had no idea who Jessica Jones was. Before. I I knew of Jessica Jones. I definitely knew who Luke Cage and Iron Fist were. Well, I I knew about them because of like Power Man and Iron Fist. Like that was the only reason I knew that. Exactly, because it's a long running comic series. Yeah. yeah, but like, you know, there was never a part of me that like you're a bigger Iron Fist man. Well, you're like one of the biggest Iron Fist fans I know, and I feel bad for you. But um, like, thank you, thank you. I, I knew Daredevil and Punisher because they didn't, they'd made movies. And right. Those movies were not terrible. Decent. They were okay. <laughs> they were because just I, decent. That's always been, that's been my, like, my bread and butter for these characters has always been animated shows and movies. Like, I've never been, like, an avid comic kid. That's fine. I mean, I, I wasn't either, to be 100% honest. I, I was told from a young age that I should quit reading comics as much. And I didn't get back into them until late high school, early college. But I do I do think that, I, I mean, I agree that it's foolish that they're not going to use the Defender properties. I 100% agree with that, especially because I enjoy the Defenders and Daredevil and, and Punisher and all that good stuff. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to move on. I think they're going to be real X-Men, Fantastic Four, yeah. Ghost the world, Rider The world's focused. getting too big. Yeah. Like, that's, like... I think I think they're going to throw them all on, like, a Blu-ray set and be like, here, you want to watch Defenders? There you go. Yeah, like, because there was a part of me that was hoping that they would show up in Infinity War or Endgame, like, because... Oh, they, they cleared a long time ago that they weren't going to show up. Well, you know, I, I I knew they said it, but, like, there was just that part of me. That's true. That, they like, put Howard the Duck in their last minute. Exactly. So. Like, I, like, dude, can you imagine, like, the, like, just the... Uh, cheer that if one of those Doctor Strange portals had opened up and all the defenders walked out of that portal. That would have been like everybody would have been like Ah Oh, I would have been like, ah, you know, if fucking like Luke Cage walked out and he was like, Yo, where the fuck are we? Because you know, Doctor Strange Somebody said the Ravagers came out of one of the uh, yeah they did. Of the portals. I didn't even notice that. So much oh, they stuff they CGI'd a ton of people in. That, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Howard the Duck was put in a week before they finalized all the effects. You know, so I mean, literally like, the Russo brothers were like, "Can you put in Howard the Duck?" And the <laughs> VFX people are like, "Yeah, we'll see what we can do." <laughs> and so he's in the background of one of the the portals. I, so. I didn't notice that either. Yeah, yeah. I, I which I've only seen. You've seen it twice now, right? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. I mean, hey, once is all you need, my man. Yeah, it's, it's good. Anyway, so that will be it for this episode of Trailer Talk. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Folks, we appreciate the support for the show. If you want to give us a rating on your podcast provider of choice, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, uh, Podbean, whatever whatever it is, uh, give us a rating there. Talk about the show. Share it. It helps us reach new audiences. I want to start naming ones we're not even part of. Just like Stitcher Premium and Luminary. Yeah, right? Things Things like that. Yeah, we're totally on those those services. Uh, But if you could share the show, rate it, that would help us reach new audiences and and help the show grow. We'd really appreciate that because that's the only way we can get to new people. We don't pay to advertise for any of these shows, really. Uh, If you want to get a hold of me on... Twitter, I'm at Zach Platinum, or you can do Platinum Zach on YouTube, or you can, of course, hit up our official Panel Pictures Twitter as well. It's just uh, Panel Picture Pod. 
I believe is the the tag for that. You can just the type triple in triple P. The triple P. Uh, you know, and then we got Guy Fieri coming in next. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so you could uh, you can find panel pictures on Twitter, of course. You can find Cody on Twitter, also with Orange Avenger uh, minus the E there. I will never not be tired of that. Okay? I'm, a, I'm gonna have to change it at some point just to like make it less awkward. No, no, no. Keep like, Orange Avenger. T- t- turn it to the Orange Agenda or something orange like that. Orange Agenda. Yeah. So yeah, Orange Mine. Just mine. Mine. Yeah. Greed. Uh, greed take. Greed steal. Take, steal. Yeah. Mine. Anyway, uh, if you guys have any kind of suggested topics or comments or concerns or questions or anything like that, feel free to email us at panelpicturespodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. I, I don't think that's all the shameless plugs, right? It's all of them. Yeah. Let, me, let me check the box. Yeah, that's all we got. Okay. So until next time, guys, stay super and we'll see you all later. Bye bye. Quit being weird and just say bye. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if I want, I don't even know if I want to go to lunch with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> tick, 